0: In today's podcast, we feature an episode from Ask a Painter Live with Nick Slavic. In this episode, Nick and Jason Paris drive a Mustang through Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, we're live. This is Ask a Painter Live. This is Nick Slavic, the sole proprietor of Nick Slavic Painting and Restoration Co., where he uses over his multi-decades of experience of a craftsman and business person to take his ego through a show. I also answer questions. And answer questions. So ask, some would say he asks he ask a painter, he answers questions as a painter. Answers from a painter. Answers from a painter. How was that for an intro? I, I like it that. That was really good. That was really good. Right. It, it, for- it proves that Jason...
2: Alright, we should just start over. Yeah. Press re-record. Where's the re-record <laughs> button? <laughs> yes. Also, uh, a place where Nick finds lots of self-worth through others, so yeah. Uh, this is Nick and Jason. We're in a Mustang convertible with a top-up, so the wind isn't We increasing. did put the top-up so you can hear us.
1: Yeah. Typically, when we do shows together, we have major audio issues. And, oh, uh,
2: yeah. Anybody we who's expect that as we go between cell towers. Absolutely. So this will likely be a tech disaster, but maybe, I don't know, we'll be proven wrong. So this is Ask a Painter Live, and uh, we are in Pennsylvania. Why are we in Pennsylvania, Jason Paris? Uh, Corey Leister is a good friend of ours, and she held a...
1: Finishing class of learning and teaching, and we came to support her in we her did. class
2: and learn a lot and have camaraderie and meet a bunch of people. Yep, yep. And we, we got technical takeaways, many of those, but also the conversations that take place in these things are pretty robust, pretty deep, and uh, it gives you a lot of perspective yeah. when you go to stuff like I learned this. that when you're painting, what did I? Thanks for asking, Nick. What did you learn, Jason? Paris? I learned that when you're painting a cabinet
1: door, really want to make sure that you don't put too high of mills on the underside of the door yep that
2: way you can have the best bottom in town best bottom in town that's right that was a dad joke from Danny Jans. I like that one a lot that was cool Um, yeah so obviously we went deep on all the new imported coatings the processes Uh, the ferias were there from surf prep which are some of the most substantial people I've ever met so even just talking to them about sandpaper or not is pretty amazing so it was good Um, yeah multi-day event we all flew in Thursday, and uh, yeah, a uh, little kickoff, or was it Friday? No, we flew in Friday, flew in Friday, and then there was, uh, in the evening, we had some kickoff sort of uh, sessions like that, yep. and again, great dinner, great evening, everything else. Saturday was deep. Yep. A lot of class content. Yep. Who was it? Who started? It was, uh, uh, let's see, Tanner? No, Tanner was the first one on Friday night. Uh, yeah, we had Tanner... Tanner Mullen with a great backstory. Oh my God! A I never, story. Yeah, I've never heard Tanner's full story before, and uh, yeah, a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah. Even more than we have now. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there was so I mean there was like five or six people who spoke. I, I kind of capped off with uh, uh, the Surf Prep Family feria, uh Friday night, and then Saturday morning dropped right back into it. The Jenny Jans, the uh, Diane um, um, uh Corey's mentor. I forget her name. She spoke to, uh, yeah. So it was a it was a great day. Uh, speaker after speaker, everybody giving stories, stuff like that. It was awesome. So, Jason, how about takeaways? You love to ask me for takeaways. What's your takeaway yeah. from this? Also, they had lots of candy. That, okay. I was pounding I, Swedish I, fish, fish in, in literal cups of Swedish fish. It's uh, yeah, it's a thing where uh, when Jason and I travel, I'm on really good behavior and I eat a lot of salads and I do a lot of exercise, and Jason reverts to. Just Halloween them. night just Every day just. Hammer and Kit Kats Hammer and Kit Kats For breakfast Hammer and Kit Kats For breakfast And uh, take two Three chocolate bars Home with you every night <laughs> Lots did. of pizza Lots of gluten Lots yeah. of dairy But Jason's a uh, Jason's an Iron Man. Lots so of yep for it Yep
1: <laughs> um, I'd say t- Takeaway I think it was the Maybe it was from The first night But it was combination Mostly watching Skylar through, yeah, From Surfbrep Yep And I was thinking the best—I don't know what you call it—the best gift you can have in life is passion, not success. <laughs> and uh, just watching, you know, he's achieved both, but watching the passion they talked about is his uh, surf prep business. Yeah. This is like sandpaper stuff, I understand. Yep. And uh, You're like, you could not buy. Yeah, I mean, he has money. But, like, there's the, the worst thing in life is to be bored and passionless and uh, well, even with all the money in the world that that's a pretty painful thing to have so I was thinking about like man you could be successful you know successful you could also be like a starving artist but if yeah. your face lights up the way that his face lit up yep. Danny Jans the way his face lit up when they were talking about Diane all of them yeah, yep. something they're super passionate about yep. that was my biggest takeaway was well, I think the best you know one of the best gifts
2: in life is uh, you know not success but passion I love that and you know that that you know I'm now working through grit the book and grit is passion plus perseverance and you can see that like passion is in some ways it's a gift but in some ways you have to foster it like in he finds it and i can i I can guarantee you based on his story uh the feria family did not grow up thinking they're going to be sandpaper magnates. right you know you're right
1: about the fostering part because it could have been anything that he got into then he would have been successful because he
2: has that passion. Yep, And that's a that's a good lesson to all of us, which is, you know, yeah, we may be in painting, we may be in other stuff, we may be in uh, a, a, all that, but a passion isn't a lightning bolt that hits you. It can be something that you have to work for to get and then to foster and create. And then if you have enough perseverance to see it through over decades like they have, yeah. magically then they're your success enters in. There's know? not so, a lot of, like, plotting passion
1: actors in the world. <laughs> When you, it's, it's just that simple equation of you do that for long enough with enough bigger, and uh, just over time, it, there's a compounding effect that happens. I agree. Uh, anything surprise you? What surprised me? Um, I think the level of competency to of attendees to a painting conference surprises me. So that's something we're kind of getting over, but it's just been a progression over the last three, four years. Uh, people didn't have a ton of head trash. They weren't talking about like here's an issue I can't solve. It was much more of a problem-solving mindset. People that had some baseline competency of how business works or how metrics work. You know, it was kind of starting with you know not square zero, you know, but at least some some level of baseline. I think that was surprising because it's a meeting conference. And you never know what you're going to get, especially when you're learning about how to do
2: cabinet stuff the past we have been we have not had this experience like when I first entered the industry a lot of the conversation was hey I have a I have an operations manager it's like what does that even mean how does that even work like In in a lifetime, will you ever be able to do something like that? Now it's like, it's clear that I need overhead. I need other positions. I need an admin. Like, hiring a bookkeeper is not this novel concept that only successful people do. It's like, no, now people just kind of like, they don't bat their eye when they talk about the steps they need to tap other people uh, to to have success. So, yeah, I'm very pleased with that. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. So what else? What a uh, uh, best conversation you had. What was a what was a topic? What was a takeaway? What was a thing? What are your what What are you still thinking about or may think about when you go back home? Yeah, I mean we had probably the most volume of conversations
1: with the Ellison's. So yep. that was the first time I, I had met Brad's wife. Yep. Uh, what's her name? Just kidding. Her name is Rachel. Substantial uh, humans. Yeah, yeah. Substantial humans. So very substantial people. I, I, if there was like you know the movie Elysium, <laughs> they're like the elite human. They are elite humans. Like the elite humanoids (laughs) that are like in the spacecraft with all the healthcare. Yep. And then like all of us painters are like
2: on earth trying to toil. You look at a couple mustachioed scrubby looking dudes here from Minnesota it makes you think a lot about yourself when you meet a couple like
1: that. So I had the most volume of conversations with them I mean Brad's very well spoken they're both very thoughtful Yep. Um, Brad has this Novel This novel thought paradigm, which you and I share, which is you don't take things for um, a given. As a given. So you break them down to their most simple constructs and ask ask stupid questions to go through the thought exercises. Yep. So there's nothing that's assumed. Um, those are always fun conversations. And then the Ferias. We've talked about a little bit, but I mean, Skyler's a very intense dude, um, but also a great family man. Combos as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's if there's some that like really hit me hard. There's there was a handful of people that I talked to pretty early in their business, and again the things they were talking about were you know kind of like second level, yeah. not necessarily baseline level. Yeah. So like how do you set up a, a comp plan to incentivize your production manager? You know to be aligned with the business goals. Yep. Um, like what are some tangible next steps of how you take that leap of faith when
2: you're about to take on new overhead? And it was, it was funny. I had, um, you know, I did a whole Ask a Painter live on the hero's journey of a painter and all the, like, eight to ten pieces of head trash that every one of us encounters. And the first one is always like, well, if somebody else paints, we'll be as good as, uh, as me. The second one is always like, well, if I hire a full-time employee, will I even have the work? Every single painter goes through that journey and it's fun. I had 10 different conversations about 10 different people who are going through 10 different things on the hero's journey yeah. of painting. And again, it's, it's fun because you know you and I may not have solved these for time and eternal, but we solved it in a weird way, in some way. So it's like a data point we can offer them and say, hey, here's, here's what I experienced. Here's the things that signaled that that was a thing. And then here's some things I tried, maybe even failed. And then succeeded with so it's kind of fun to just offer people something that honestly was offered to me when i first joined the pca where i showed up and i said hey how am i going to have enough work if i hire my first person and somebody's like here's how it works yeah yeah Yeah. there were
1: two things even going back to the flight out um thinking about just the books we were listening to yeah listening to and reading yeah and one was just how people so whenever when any person is or you could say any organism organization is introduced to stress they respond by coping and there's like productive coping and unproductive coping and watching individuals and organizations or organisms how they respond to moments of stress you kind of see that throughout the conference as well right some people I'd say most of the attendees there they get introspective and problem solving and forward thinking but there's also the ability to get combative and and uh, you know, isolate I- isolate yourself, yeah. or um, probably those two things would be the
2: most destructive ways to respond to stress. Well, yeah, and it's, it's as simple as when you're under stress, do you lash out at others or do you lash out at yourself? Lash out is probably not the, but do you look outward for a yeah. cure or do you look inward for a cure? And that's, people naturally kind of pick one of those, it feels like. Yeah, and
1: then thinking through the different stages of business as well. So we had a couple of conversations about are you overly focused on the wrong things? Yes. Or are you or are you overly <laughs> focused on an
2: important thing at the wrong time? Yes. That's exactly it. Yep. That. Yeah. That's that's actually first and foremost in my mind, uh, especially speaking for the steering. Yeah. All right. So, as predicted, the universe never fails. Um, Jason and I found a new and novel way to be interrupted by tech. The phone overheated uh, from the dashboard on the Mustang that was holding it. So awesome. So this is part two. When we left off, we were ideating about, like, you know, as as your business gets more professional, the decisions seem to get more weighty, and then you have to take, no, easy now, easy now. You have to take more time to gather information and answer those questions, and you've always talked about, like, the role of a CEO, and and you've ideated about how that role works. And, uh, yeah, so I just thought it was a nice summary, but, yeah. So what else, Jason? What's on your mind besides that stuff? (sighs) Ah... How about PCA? Give us an update on the PCA because we have two officers of the PCA in one vehicle right we here do. traveling around yeah. trying to do the Lord's work for the organization. We do. Well, I'd say the big
1: hub of blue right now is that all of our events are up yeah. for the year. So uh, We should say, they're starting to get up, we're adding weekly. Like, yeah, yeah. There are events getting shuttled down there all the yeah. time. So we went through you know, two years of not really promoing and pushing events too hard, but to be honest, that's a, a huge thing that the association does really yep. well. Um, and then even coming into Q1 this year, there was still some uncertainty. I don't know if you guys remember January, February. There was still some uncertainty what was going to happen this year, but we navigated that and then went through all the the paperwork and the the tape involved and with our sponsors and getting things underwritten. And now we're ready to rock and roll. So. This will be a year of getting back up and running with events. So if you go to the PCA website, we have all of our in-person events listed out. Um, you can navigate to from the top header and yeah, I think that's
2: the big news for the PCA right now. Yep, and uh, as, as I always tell anybody who will listen, your tenure as board chair has been a lot really behind the scenes. Like obviously you're the face, everybody knows you, you're out there doing the public things you need to. but. Literally, you have been professionalizing the PCA uh, just like your business, and uh, every every board chair, it seems, hands the baton off to somebody else. They they put some bricks in, in yeah. the pyramid, and you added lots of bricks to yeah. that thing. You're constantly building up the stable base. Arguably, it's not the sexiest thing that you've devoted your time to, but it might be the most important because literally, what you've done over the last couple of years is lay on such a wide and stable base that it could literally dictate where this organization goes for the next ten decades. Yeah. And uh, especially wow. because our industry is changing. Yeah. And our industry association has to change with it. Yeah. And it's it's great timing on that stuff. So now uh, I feel like one of the major things you worked on was making sure that had an answer to this question which is why join the PCA and honestly when you and I joined it was like yeah we can explain this sort of thing but it wasn't like a it wasn't an easy thing to just say right. you know I think a lot of it was it was a it was a club for a it long was, time yeah. and that's there's there's
1: a lot of inherent value props that come to joining a club organ or just a, a member group um Nick's driving a little
2: crazy that's fine painters um, love to commiserate, yep. <laughs> and the PCA filled that role for a long time. Yeah. Not to say that there wasn't other stuff going on, but, you know. It was I would a, say it
1: probably started, you know, even, uh, I think a lot of the change started really two chairs ago, Yeah. and you just gave me, you know, a bunch of kudos for being a good chair, and I'd say, you know, every chair really aspires to do two things. One is to, you know, have say you know, during their tenure, they want it to be the strongest organization, the strongest that the organization has ever been. Yep. Right. You right. want to achieve that, and then you want to be able to hand it off and have the next chair be able to say the exact same thing. Yes. And I think there's been, you know, kind of a, a course correction and a base building over the past couple of chairs, and and I'm doing my best to hand it off to you, and that's really the goal of what we're trying to do. But the progression has been like, kind of like a hangout club member, just like you're in it because it's fun to be in it. To what are the tangible benefits? why someone would join as a member and that's been I don't feel like a four year journey that I've observed and then I've been fortunate
2: to partake in it, you know, the last couple of years. Yep, agreed. And so really what you've done is shorn up this organization. So now when people say what is the PCA and why join, you and I have a have a way easier time than we did five years ago to basically make it tangible, transparent, accessible and immediate. Yeah. And we're getting better, right? So
1: like right now and we're like we're, when we're at the event, you know, I tell people, you know, the number one thing we do is events, and being a member gets you discount to events, right? So, membership is $400 a year. We'll look at the cost. Uh, and then you have to keep in mind, this is a non profit that's underwritten very heavily by, heavily by our sponsors. So, you know, the cost of the services is about 1200 bucks. If we were to put this in with a modest profit, yep. Yep. you say there's no profit, you cut the price down. You take it's it's supplemented and underwritten by all the major paint manufacturers, and then our you know our partners at 3M and, and uh, all the other organizations yep. as well. Um, so the events would be number one. Then all the training information, the collateral that's available to our members only. There's a lot of content that the PCA puts out to the industry for free, and that's really cool stuff. But there's some parts that are available just to members that is the part that we're really leaning into heavily yep. to kind of develop and grow. We have really, really good content and really good resources for training your field staff and building up the production side of your business, uh, which is important and super helpful. And now we're starting to lean in and get a little bit heavier on the business side of your organization. Yep. How do you drive a professional painting company um, you know, from all the main pillars that are involved there? Yep. Then to throw on top of that. We, kind of, we got the healthcare thing across the finish line last year. Which is year, amazing. Yeah. Which I'm hoping people are starting to realize and grasp what a big deal that is for PCA membership. You know, I think there's a lot of areas where, you know, people will
2: become PCA members just because of the healthcare thing. Yeah. I mean, you could say your 400 bucks will get you more than $400. bucks. Yeah. it will at least pay for itself and then some. And not only the ease of that, but also tangible, real money savings. So, so those that, are all the things that yeah.
1: get you into it. And then I think guys like you and I... Um, As our businesses progress, you know we I still we still get a ton out of the PCA, especially in the networking and the events. But it's also a phenomenal place for us to give back. Yep. And that's kind of you can never have a healthy nonprofit association without those two halves, where you always have those that are coming and looking to receive, but then you have a really healthy, solid base of individuals that are looking to give. Yep. And. uh, just to call a spade a spade, it's it's actually like a big value prop to have an association that you can be a member in, yeah. where you're given the opportunity to give to others. It's huge. I'd say
2: for me, that's a big big reason why why I'm in the VCA. Yep. And I've I've always heard that true, real, substantial leaders have a purpose, and purpose is defined by having some some reach outside of yourself. You know, success, knowledge, other things. It's fine if it's just you, but leaders look to spread that knowledge and and help others around them and that's what this organization does and it's not one of those organizations where you got to put in your 30 years worth of time to do that you want to get involved, you're a good person you share the PCA's core values, you want to give back, start your painting company the next day, (laughs) You help out the PCA like we're all there for it. It's a novel Point in
1: time too, right? Yes. This is, oh, a this is 130 plus year old or, old organization, and uh, but it's at this inflection point where it's really adapting, and evolving to the needs of the
2: current time. Right. And, so, and what I'm really happy about too is that you know, in in, in a lot of organizations, I'm involved with in a lot of community veteran organizations like that. The the culture of the organization sometimes make it difficult makes it difficult for transition. Like yeah. sometimes there, it literally is an old guard who stands in the way of. New progress and that is not <laughs> happening at right. the I wouldn't day. <laughs> I wouldn't be involved in the association if it
1: was that way. Exactly. And I've been, you know, very, very fortunate and super pleased with you know the nimbleness and the adaptability of the association, you know, especially given its you know its deep historic roots. Yeah, it's huge. So, yeah. That was cool, that was fun. It was fun to support Corey and, and kind of foster that relationship. It was an event that was on the PCA website. We've got a, a number of other ones coming up, one of which And uh, the end of of June, end of June, we're bringing back Paint by Numbers. Yes. bring bringing back Paint by Numbers. And you attended the last one. The inaugural one. The inaugural one, December of 2019. Yep. Uh, 2020 and 2021 were not the years to have our second (laughs) uh, (laughs) large-scale event. But looking forward to bring that back. Um, Paint by Numbers was something that my team had hosted in December 2019. And then this year, we're partnering with the PCA uh, to bring it back, so we're bringing it back in end of June.
2: We'll get some registration information up on the website uh, next week. My team still references the documents, the spreadsheets, and everything that you guys used. And actually, I told my team that we're having a PBN event again, and they're like, yep, we're going to, can't wait, I can't wait to get a refresher, because two, three years later, yeah. it's gonna be fun to see how you guys do that stuff differently. Yeah, it's probably two parts to so it. One, they can, they can, do a little deeper
1: learning now that they have some practical experience, yep. which is helpful. And then you know our, our organization has evolved you know substantially since 2019 Shit. as well. <laughs> ah, yeah.
2: you know,
1: yeah, yeah. One gallon at a time. Well, one basically. gallon at a time. I'm a painter from Flyover Country, but yeah. Oh, no, um, I can't wait, man. The and people that, speaking are going to be world-class individuals. Like Mark is going to be talking about how to best utilize subcontractors. Yes, your I mean, you manager, about, yeah. you want to talk about you know a domain expert in his field. Mark manages. Over 10 million dollars of subcontracted revenue in Paris painting. Right, that so is, he's like got this dialed in. He's really good at it, and he's it's not like me up there trying to talk as the business owner. It's yep. like the guy who actually does the work. Yep. and that's gonna be the theme throughout the conference: is individuals that are domain experts uh, sharing kind of some of their fundamental concepts and and wins on how to uh, excel at their at their
2: domain and their function. So now I, I'm getting asked a lot. Oh yeah, like oh summer, like how how, what is this event? Is it one of those yeah. forums? Is it how do we how do we tell people kind of what is this Expo Light? Is this Expo Junior? Is it Summer Expo? What is this? Yeah, maybe Summer Expo, but you know this is going to be the first one that
1: we're going to partner with the PCA on, and yep. I think we're going to make this an annual mainstay. And so you know my expectations are a little tempered. Uh, To see what we're gonna have it's a pretty tight turnaround for it getting up and live But I think it's something that's gonna be another big rock in the calendar every single year, but um, I I think there's gonna be a lot of regional events that the BCA will continue to drive over the years to come Yep, so I don't know if I would call it like the main summer event I think it's gonna be a very very strong event that's in the summer in the Midwest And I think we'll have a great regional draw and then you know as long as you and I are are, our have a high profile for the next couple of years,
2: you'd yep. say. It should have a pretty good draw as well. It will, and you know, one thing that we've made a habit of is um, basically casting our nets out and finding the Corey Leister with her Impact event, yeah. Masters classes, PBN, people who are doing this stuff, and then using the resources of the PCA and that event and coupling together. So, yeah. not all of the PCA's events have to be born and bred PCA things. Well, the PCA,
1: yeah, I think the industry thrives the most. The PCA acts like a big tent. Yes. Right. It's the big tent that you know because it has a very very strong name and very uh, I don't know, the membership of PCA is very pretty high profile. Yep. Uh, as far as being like the top of the industry, those that are welcomed in and make it into the big tent are have gone through some pretty serious vetting. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we're like, like even with our sponsors, like we're not bringing like fly by night sponsors on yep. to the PCA. Uh, to support if you have money it's not a given we'll take no, it. <laughs> no you've gotta you know live by the the values and the I forget what it's called where you say you're gonna do certain things. The code of conduct the code of things, conduct. Yeah. And, and you also have to want what we want for the industry. Right. Yeah. You, know, you gotta you gotta you have want to follow the to, ethos, know. you know the spirit of, of cooperation and giving back and yep. wanting all ships to rise and and that's not for everybody. That's not for every, you know, entity and, and like subgroup uh, type structure, but those that I mean, the PCA's only only mission is to build better contractors. Yep. And if we can find a way to do that with
2: other people, yep. you know, we're, we're full game for that. You and I obviously can't do all of this alone. We need the members, we need the sponsors, we need everybody. And then, you know, when you find the surf prep family who legitimately yeah. want, I mean, fine, they'll sell you some sandpaper and it's world class, but they want something more. They literally want to help people, you yeah. know, in a deep way. And boy, it, it makes it, that's an easy one when we can partner with people like that who. Tr- I mean tried and true that's their life so yeah, yeah. but we're, we're finding this cool force multiplier now where there's um, it's kind of a thing that builds on itself where you know the cool kids show up people want to help we actually start seeing some interest more stuff shows up on social media and it attracts more people and it's it's really fun to see this compounding effect now of of all these thought leaders and people and again there's people who have been in business for two to four generations who are part of this and there's people who literally started this last year and they're all contributing to our industry so really fun yeah so yeah uh, I will say this the um, most people don't know how painting industry events work I've been doing this for probably five years now and there is an absolute calendar rhythm to this sort of thing which is um, in quarter four and quarter one a lot of marketing budgets get set a lot of event planning goes on a lot of all the kind of calendars get starting to talk about. Um, End of quarter one, early quarter two, then everybody makes the decision. We start planning and then events start going up. And then it's really heavy for about seven months, eight months after that with events. So I would check the PCA's uh, website of events weekly because literally we'll be adding events weekly to that. I mean, I have probably six master's classes that are in the works of finally getting the little ribbon put on them. Uh, being done, but they're not on the website yet because we want to make sure we give good information. So check back often. Yeah. Now is this a part where we sit in awkward silence? I was gonna say let's minutes? just let's just stop talking. You want a nice, you want to have a nice Minnesota introverted moment and just listen to the hum of the highway. Yeah.
1: Why is that eyeball number going down? People <laughs> stop stop watching. Um. Okay, we have more time. We need
2: to talk about stuff. No, we can. We can not talk. We can talk. I mean, is is there anything you else want to you want to hit before we call it a day? All right, we'll take that as about it. Anyway, oh yes, Escapator Life Summer Retreat uh, will be on the PCA's website shortly. Uh, the PCA was nice enough to mention that. Nice. Um, so we're doing at least two a year. Uh, we're running into things where we're going to luxury estates. <laughs> and uh, they're hard to come by and they're hard to schedule because they usually book out years in advance. So we're lucky enough to still uh, secure our luxury log cabin up in northern Minnesota. It'll be uh, late August this year. There is an application process. Because we will be living on the same compound together, we don't let just anybody in. We gotta make sure that you share our core values, you have a progressive, aggressive mindset. We fill out an application and we basically go on a, it's not first come, first serve, it's more like first alumni served sort of thing, which is, if you've been to a retreat before, you get first right of refusal. If you want to come to this one, we will have a slot for you if there's an open bed. And then, I always like to mix in one to three new people just to keep the group active and alive and uh, anybody from any stage of business, we even let a marketer in last time, which was a huge risk, yeah. but turned out pretty cool. <laughs> so, That's pretty cool. So, look look for more on that if you want to apply to come to the Ask a Painter Live Retreat. Again, we only do like 18 people to one of these things, so... Got to go search it up on Facebook and uh, apply for it. Fill out an application and we'll let you know. Uh-huh. Um, any exciting things planned with your family this summer? Yes, so I'm circling around the idea of a wilderness float plane trip to Canada uh, this summer. So you have a fingers, that's okay. You can, yeah. Your finger well, I was just face, looking,
1: Jesse, Jesse made a comment that said, I no, understand. Uh, PCA event in the Twin Cities coming soon, and that's right, Paint by Numbers, yes. end of June. The information has started to trickle onto the PCA website, but we'll have the registration link
2: and everything else live next week. And interestingly enough, uh, we're working with Graco and Sherwin-Williams to possibly make the largest master's class outside of a Sherwin-Williams Pro Show that's ever been done, and that's probably going to be in November of this year at the Graco World Headquarters with all the robots, and we're going to try to get a few hundred people in for that master's class on my home turf uh, here in Minnesota, so that'll be awesome. So a couple of things coming up for Jesse, All right, you were telling us about your summer plans. Yeah, so I'd like to do a float plane trip to Canada, a place where you're the only person on this entire lake, there's Indian petroglyphs, there's waterfalls, there's wilderness, like real wilderness where there is no roads, there's no electricity, there's no nothing and uh, fly the whole family and the dog out there. So, yeah. yeah. How about you, man? Uh, we're gonna go to Alaska in June, and then we've got our camping rocks in for Memorial Day, Labor Day. Love that. And then, I think mostly just doing trips for painting stuff. Yes, yeah. So, and and Jason and I, we're, were 90% certain that him and I are gonna hit the road this year and do this, so uh, we're gonna try to sync up our calendars and see if we can make this work, but uh, this impact event for Corey Leister Nick and Jason randomly show up. We have kind of. Well, you were you were a big underwriter of the event, and you were there in official capacity as Olive. I was actually there for all holdings. Yes, you were so, the entire time. Yeah, even while eating candy. Even while eating lots of candy. But, but it was a business expense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this this probably will not be the last time you guys see us in some sort of car hitting the road doing the work for the PCA for master's classes and trying to make a, like Jason said, we got a couple year term at the head of this thing and we want to make sure that we use every ounce of our, whatever we have our cache for the industry and do this It's going to be a little bit of a sprint Yep,
1: Um, but I I had a lot of fun when we did our group our group class at the BCA Expo. Tonight. That was one of the funnest things yeah. I've ever done in this industry. Yeah. So we'll see if people get annoyed with me. I think people get annoyed with me quicker than you. But if it <laughs> if it ends up being fun for for us and the people in the
2: crowd, it would be fun to do classes with you this year. Yeah. And uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be an absolute blast. And I, I would love to see you see some of my master's classes uh, for for very selfish reasons. So you can give me feedback as well too. So. Yeah. All right. Should we shut it down? That's it, man. All right, Let's do it. Guys on the road. Here we
1: go. Have a great day.
0: Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and is made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPaintEd.org.